Let's talk about Cloud Atlas, a movie, I don't know by whom, I don't know who directed it. The only thing I know is Tom Cruise, no, it's not Tom Cruise, but Tom Hanks was in it. And I saw it, I saw it years ago. And the thing I want to I wanna describe to you is, this is the movie that got me thinking about movies. This is the movie that essentially opened up a whole entire world for me when it comes to movies so before i watched movies mainly for entertainment and after this i just couldn't shut my brain off thinking about all these things so okay what happens in cloud atlas basically it's very complicated you could say but there are these there's a timeline and on all these different timelines there happen things and now you see these things as they play out for example, Tom Cruise is, Tom Hanks is in the future and he gets to know someone and then, I don't know, something happens. And in the past, there also something happens. And then we are in the future of us even. And uh, there are all these robots everywhere. And um, basically there is a bar and, and there are these um, Asian workers who are, and then they are basically robots and then, or not so much anymore they are more like organic robots or maybe they're also human part human part robot and you don't really know the thing is they essentially are uh, destroyed and then they get made again and they are made out of the flesh uh, of the destroyed ones which and this <laughs> is basically so at least in this in this timeline in this thread story thread um the the thing is that these workers think that they get a big surprise, but in reality they are just um, get shredded and then, well, uh, new ones get made. That's essentially the thing. Now, the thing is, the general theme of the movie, kind of, why this movie really got me thinking, is the fact that essentially I understood this movie wanted me to see something at least i thought it wanted to that it was like there was this message in the movie and before that i never really saw messages in movies like okay um i mean there are these small messages i i get but i thought for the first time that this movie cloud atlas was like a critic a critique of civilization a critique of of years of years of slavery basically slavery happening in the future with these robots or flesh robots then and on all these other levels it was the same thing it was a love story kind of combined with slavery one part of so of the loving uh, of basically the loving pair was always someone or something or rather someone that wasn't on the same level on societies on the same society level as the other one and this is basically a thread that has existed in um in human history almost entirely not really entirely but of course um it's also a thing marx kind of said and of course a love story makes it real makes it tangible but what marx essentially so Karl marx essentially said was there was this um fight this fight between the classes between the classes of society 
So there's always this upper class controlling the lower class. And they always, the lower class always wants to, wants to get up, wants to fight. And basically there is always this conflict. So there were the slaves in Rome and in, in Greece, and there were the, the normal people, the civilians, or the, yeah, basically the civilians, I guess. I don't know what they are called. And then we had like the industrialization and they were like the wealthy people. And so there are all these French or English terms for it, but I cannot remember them. Bourgeoisie, there's the bourgeoisie and the plure. In German, it's a plur. <laughs> I don't, I don't know right now. I cannot remember the word, which is basically very sad for me. But essentially what I, wanted to say is there are all these different threats and of course all these different story threats are displayed as if they would have something in common and even if they wouldn't have we as humans that's basically storytelling 101 or filmmaking 101 if you have one shot and you combine it with another shot we as humans think there should be a connection therefore we kind of make up a connection sometimes even if there is not a connection for example there is a experiment there was or is an experiment, a study, in which they took people and showed them pictures of their childhood. And they would not only showed them pictures of their childhood, but only fake pictures of their childhood. For example, they faked a picture of a girl sitting on an elephant in a attraction in a theme park. And then they, uh, they just showed them the pictures, and so some real ones and some fake ones. And then the next time, a week or two later, they got them in again, and suddenly, the people, they started to, <laughs> I mean, it sounds so funny, they started to remember the things they couldn't remember because they hadn't happened. So the, the girl started to remember, oh yeah, well, I was sitting on this elephant and this was the day, uh, and this was the day my brother had this red shirt on. Essentially, they just made up things. And this is the same, same kind of principle used in storytelling. Alfred Hitchcock, for example, um, one of the most famous directors ever, you could say, um, who really, yeah, well, did a lot of things. There is this video of him. It's not really a video, but it's him recording a video explaining how you can combine shots in order to achieve a story thread. And what he does is he has two shots. The first one is a child and then a man smiling. The second one is um, a woman lying on the beach in a bikini and then a man smiling. So in the first one it's obviously a child lover, it's a normal person, and in the second it's someone who is kind of a stalker. And now this principle applied to Cloud Atlas means that we search for commonalities, and this is also what happened with me. I searched for commonalities between all these different story threads, and this is probably what the filmmakers at least kind of intended, because otherwise they wouldn't have made a movie with all these different story threads. And now I searched for commonalities, and I searched for the commonalities that were like kind of obvious, kind of that kind of sprung into my eye, if this is a phrase, I don't know. And I essentially at least think I understood that the message was that there will always be there essentially was a big critique of humans of how we act of why so we as humans always think we are better than others we always will have some 
kind of class system, whether it's with robots and humans or with humans and animals. It's also in the Bible. I mean, there's the human, there's the human animal, basically, and there's the rest. And the rest is to be treated like it is yours. And it's yours to take and it's yours to judge and rule. And this is also the same principle kind of applied to slavery. I mean, it's like we are the real people and there are the, the other fake people. And uh, they are not really real people. I mean, it's the same nowadays. We in the industrialized nations or in the developed world, of course, there nowadays isn't a thing anymore like a, a developing country because most of the countries already aren't um, developing countries anymore and are basically in between industrialized countries and a developing country. And also just the, the term itself has some problems, but I don't want to get into this specific thing or story what i want to say is that nowadays it's kind of the same i mean there are these people in these regions south of the equator usually in africa in it used to be china but china is already on the way to an industrialized nation i guess so now it's india now it's um maybe ecuador maybe um it's brazil Brazil, of course, also not so anymore because it's also on the verge, on the edge of a developing country. Um, not a developing country, but becoming a industrialized nation, if you want to, or a whatever you want to call countries that are like Europe or the US. Essentially, what I wanted to say is that there is also this classification of people happening nowadays. We kind of accept that there are people... Um, kind of dying in factories, not really, of course, not really dying, that's an exaggeration, but sometimes they are because there are accidents and because we, we just kind of accept that they have different working conditions and it's okay because, um, well, it's a job and not everybody is equal. And of course, there are economic reasons for this. And for these people, it probably is better than having no job at all. But at the same time, um, we go around in these European or uh, Western countries or whatever countries you are in that have a certain level of living standard, we just accept it. We just accept that others sue our clothes and it's not for us. And well, we just accept it basically nowadays that everything is made in China and we now have clean CO2 and stuff like this or cleaner CO2 because China basically manufactures all the things in the world. Of course, this is also an exaggeration. Back to Cloud Atlas. The general theme, and also the general theme I just told you about the modern world, is the thing, the fact that people always will think that they are better than other people. And therefore, there will always be some kind of classification system, some kind of um, different levels of humans. And if it is not humans, I mean when we create really the first AI or the first human, uh, I mean, what happens if some humans get genetically modified to have better brains, to have more brain power? What if this is called transhumanism, basically the simple fact that we as humans kind of have the responsibility to not only optimize us up to the point where we we, of course, function better because of caffeine and stuff, but we also have to the responsibility to also modify our genes and basically to create our, our well, the next generation of, of the smallest things on Earth or in the universe 
or at least known in the universe. So now, back to Cloud Atlas. What does it all mean? What does it all mean? What does it all mean? It essentially means that messages, that movies, can have messages. That you kind of, that movies maybe are just gigantic puzzles. puzzles. They are just maybe, and of course not only maybe, but also intended. I mean, a movie can be more than Transformers 4. Of course, there could also be a hidden message and social critique in Transformers 4 that, uh, that Transformers basically just use the Earth as battleground and stuff like this. Of course, you can make arguments for it, but there are also movies that just intend these arguments. There are movies like the ones Christopher Nolan makes that basically critique something, or not really critique something, but have just a hidden message, are just these gigantic puzzles, and it is not our job as viewers to just uh, oh, yeah, there's a car. Oh, an explosion. Well, I mean, how... <laughs> I mean, we talk all the time about how sophisticated we as humans are. And then we are in a cinema and everything we do is watch attractive people doing stuff. Like shooting guns. I mean, whoa, bam, bam. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's completely nuts if you think about it. Oh, I'm excited because... The, I mean, of course, there are, and there are still there is still the animal part in us, and there are emotions, and you feel with the characters, and of course. But what if we actually made movies about real stuff, not only for entertainment? What if we made movies and we actually discussed how time travel could work, would work? What would be the implications of time travel, like Christopher Nolan did with Tenet? What if? We actually took a look at our modern world and we just... What if we critiqued human civilization and made a movie with different story threads and called it Cloud Atlas? This is what I want to tell you. There are movies out there that essentially are very sophisticated puzzles, but also puzzles that are not scientific papers about one specific thing, but have different levels of interpretations. For example, like the Christopher Nolan movies. Um, they have a action flick kind of level, an entry level that also a someone who is maybe twelve year olds will get. Oh, there is Leonardo DiCaprio, and he is doing these things, and now everything is turning, and there is a hunt, and they are going towards the castle, kind of, and then they discover the treasure. Of course, there is this level, and then there is another level where you actually realize, oh well, they are in the dream, and therefore, well, here is this thing happening, and then the next level is, oh well. Actually, you could say that everything is kind of a dream and you don't really know what is reality. And therefore, I mean, in reality, we also don't really know what is reality because it always could be a dream and therefore we always could wake up. And this kind of thinking, this kind of movie making is also the thing that's happening in Cloud Atlas. It's something with a message, something with information hidden, hidden for us as viewers to decode. It's a very sophisticated puzzle. It's not something easy as a card game, but it's something that lasts two hours and essentially has something for us. It's only for us to interpret what it is. And it's on us to decode the message movies like Cloud Atlas have for us. <laughs>